on to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, success coach and multi-passionate creative. If your goal is to create a business and life from your passions, plural, this show is for you. Join me every week to learn the mindset shifts, business strategies and creative habits that empower you to fulfill your calling, master your mindset and blast through the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and broke so you can build a thriving business from your passions and enjoy more freedom and abundance in your life. Remember, the world needs all your gifts, not just one. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Treasures Within podcast. I want to start today's episode a little bit differently with a question for you. Do you ever feel like you're doing this multi-passionate thing wrong? I certainly have. For most of my life, I wished I had the multi-passionate life manual that would tell me how to choose a career, how to focus on a project without being instructed by a new shiny idea and just give me some sort of direction in life. Have you ever wished you had a manual like that too? Everyone else around me seemed to have their lives all figured out. They picked a course of study, a career, a business idea and easily stuck to it for years and years. And that never resonated with me. I can't think of anything more boring than doing the same thing for the rest of my life. Can you? Meanwhile, I felt completely lost. I kept jumping from one passion to the next, turning everything I had a remotely passing interest in into a niche business, only to shut it down a year or two later as the passion evaporated. This was a pattern in my life for a very long time. During those years, I was pursuing multiple business ideas at the same time, working on too many projects and burning the candle at both ends. Deep down, I was wondering if I'd always be the odd one out. Was I destined to always start from scratch and reinvent myself every few years, never sticking to a business long enough to achieve financial security, let alone financial freedom? I had no idea what I was doing. I just hoped that it would all make sense someday. Have you ever felt like this too? Luckily, it did all make sense in the end. As Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. When I look backwards, I can see how each failed business led me to the next step on the path to discovering my calling and the work I do today, helping creative entrepreneurs build a successful business without niching down and overcoming all those limiting beliefs and stories that keep them stuck and broke. Things finally fell into place for me when I stopped following advice designed for specialists and started owning my multi-passionate nature. It's definitely not something that happened overnight. It was only in my mid-30s that I finally found the multi-passionate community and it truly felt like I had come home. Now that I was surrounding myself with people wired just like me, it was easier for me to see the mistakes like niching down and trying to monetize every passion I had that multi-passionates make when they haven't fully embraced the creative, multifaceted nature yet. Until then, you'll always be stuck in this internal fight between following your true creative nature 
and trying to be a specialist because that's what you're taught you should be. Are you experiencing this fight within yourself at this moment? Not the passionate are wired differently. And when you follow rules that were made for you and try to be someone you're not, it leads nowhere. You stay stuck in a job or business that you longer grown. You never reach the financial stability you crave. You never create that life of unlimited freedom that's been calling to you since you were born. So today, in this episode, I want to focus on some of the most common mistakes every multi-passion makes. These are the mistakes that keep you stuck in indecision, keep you broke, and they keep you from creating a business that allows you the life of a limited financial location and creative freedom you crave. Let's find out what they are so you can avoid them and start to finally create your best multi-passionate life. The first mistake multi-passionates make is forcing themselves to think, act and behave like a specialist. Every multi-passionate I know has gone through this at some point and it's so easy to see why. We live in a world designed for specialists. You're supposed to know from a very young age what's the one thing you want to do when you grow up and pursue it for the rest of your life. I remember being 14 when I was asked to choose what school I wanted to go to and what area I wanted to specialize in. That decision would determine what job I then get as an adult. There were so many things I wanted to do when I grew up, the thought of picking the right one was paralyzing. What if I made the wrong choice? Was I gonna get stuck there? When I reached out for help, I got conflicting advice. Some people told me I had a knack for languages and it totally made sense to pursue that. Others remembered my childhood dreams of becoming a teacher, one of many, and encouraged me to stick to that. And then there were those who told me to pursue the area that was more likely to get me a well-paying job, even if I didn't enjoy it. Did you ever see my experience too? The only thing everyone agreed on is that you're meant to choose only one thing and stick to that. That's a lot of pressure for everyone, but especially for multi-passionates. It makes us feel wrong for wanting to keep our options open and pursue all the things that interest us. It's so easy to give in to the pressure and believe that if everyone agrees on it, they must be right and you wrong. And so you force yourself to pick something. Maybe you picked what you were most passionate about at the moment or to grow it a few years later. Or you pick something you're very talented at so you can get a well-paying job and have that financial security. And while you're grateful for that, what you do isn't fulfilling you. Now you're stuck. You tell yourself you stay there until you find your one true passion, but years go by and you still haven't figured it out. You're passionate about many things, but there's nothing that particularly stands out. If that's where you're at, let me assure you, there's nothing wrong with you. Multi-passionate, don't ever want your calling. If you were meant to have one, trust me, you know it already. If you're multi-passionate, if you're equally passionate about two or ten things, it's because you're meant to use all of your passions and talents to do the work that all you can do in the world. And the work will likely change with time as you develop new passions and interests and abandon all ones you have grown. 
the world mekulufleki or indesazi, but you're not. Having multiple callings and pursuing multiple interests is the multi-passion path. It looks very different from the specialist path, but it's equally valuable. The world needs both specialists and generalists. So stop trying to fit in a box that's not made for you. Stop trying to find your one true passion and start pursuing all the things that interest you to see where they lead you. If you're called to pursue something, there's always a reason. You may not know it now, but it's part of your journey, so give yourself permission to explore it. It's okay to reinvent your career every few years, start businesses that combine your multiple passions, or juggling a side hustle or two with a full-time job you love. You have your own path in life, and it's your duty to pursue it, because the world needs all of your gifts, not just one. The second mistake multi-passionates make is wanting to pursue all the things that interest them right now, this very moment. Multi-passionates don't have a problem starting new projects. When the passion bug bites you, you dive right in, even when you have half a dozen projects on your plate already. If you can handle it, more power to you. Most of us are superhuman and can't handle the many projects at the same time, not for long anyway. Try to fill every spare minute of your day with one more thing only leads to exhaustion and overwhelm. Guess how I know? Next time a new shiny idea pops into your mind and you're itching to pursue it, I want you to remember that you have an entire lifetime to explore all the things that interest you. You don't have to drive yourself to burn out by trying to fit everything into this week, month or year. I personally recommend to all my clients when they get a new shiny idea to write it down in a journal and put it on hold for a few days. I know that's hard to do when you are excited about it, but we've all pursued enough shiny ideas to know that most of them lead nowhere. After a few short days, you've already lost all interest in it. Has that happened to you too? Parking your idea aside for a few days helps you get clear on the project that you're truly meant to pursue and those that are just distractions. Most of the time, when I jot down an idea, I completely forget about it a few days later. That's a sign I wasn't meant to pursue it. Not right now, anyway. It was a nice idea, but it was not a priority. It wasn't a project that would help me reach my goals. And if after a few days a past, you still can't get that idea out of your head, that's a clear indication you need to pursue it and see where it takes you. I know that for some of you, the idea of putting new shiny ideas aside feels really limited and stifling. If the idea of waiting a few days really doesn't resonate with you, another thing you can do is dedicate a few hours a week after you've worked on your priorities, to explore new shiny ideas. This way, you still get to work on the projects that move the needle forward and help you grow your business, but you also satisfy your need for variety and exploration. The third mistake multi-passionates make is related to projects too, this time to try to finish them like a specialist would. Starting a new project is always an exciting adventure for a multi-passionate. 
finishing it is another matter entirely. My house and the internet are a graveyard of unfinished projects. First chapters of novels that never see the light of day. Completing modules for an online course that never be released. Language books abandoned after a month of daily lessons. Blocks as a temperature down within a few months after that initial burst of passion fizzled out. Did you leave a trail of unfinished projects all over your house and the internet too? I used to beat myself up for not finishing anything, which wasn't even true. I did finish a few things. Now, I know what the passionates are meant to finish everything they start, not in the specialist way anyway. I have an entire episode where I go deep into the difference between the specialist finish and the multi-passionist finish. So if you're interested in that, check out episode 9. It's titled Three Reasons Multi-Passionates Cannot Finish With a Start and What to Do About It. I don't want to repeat myself too much here, so I'll just say this. Multi-passionates quit a project when they get what they wanted out of it. It's just that what they want out of it isn't usually a best-selling title or a certain amount of money in the bank. In other words, the external rewards of success that our society tells us we should want. What multi-passionates usually want to get out of a project is mastering new skill, learning more knowledge, feeling a sense of freedom of fulfillment. Once you get there, they're satisfied with the project and ready to move on to the next one. On the outside world, the project looks unfinished, but the multi-passionate, their work is done. Looking back at all the projects you quote-unquote abandoned, can you see what you wanted to get out of it and are getting there when you lose all interest in pursuing it further? This realization is really a game change for multi-passionates. That's when you stop beating yourself up for not finishing something you were never meant to finish the specialist way and finally give yourself permission to finish projects on your own terms and without guilt. Talking about wanting to do too many things at once, the fourth most common mistake you multi-passionates make is wanting to monetize every passion you have. As soon as you develop a new interest, you immediately start thinking about how you could turn it into a business and make money from it. I get it. I've done it many times myself. I'm all for making money from your passions. If you love something and you are good at it too, why don't you get paid for it? The problem with trying to monetize every single passion you have is that it takes all the fun out of them. When a passion is just a hobby, you are free to pursue it when you feel like it, in whatever way you prefer, and abandon it when you're bored. A business is different. A business needs commitment, dedication, and consistency. You can't just quit and go back to it whenever you feel like it, especially when you have clients who need your help, employees who rely on you, vendors to pay for their services. This is why it's so important to understand what you want to get out of a passion or project before you start it. Most of the time, you don't really want to start a business. You just want to learn more about a certain topic or master a new skill. This is what I discovered when I decided to write a novel about the Salem Witch Trials. I thought I wanted to become a writer of historical fiction, but after the research phase for the book was done, I lost all interest in it. 
that realized that what I really wanted was just to learn more about the trials. Once my curiosity was satisfied, I was ready to move on. Has this ever happened to you? In this case, you can see pursue your passion as a hobby. You should monetize a passion only when it helps you to fulfill your purpose and do the work you're meant to do in the world. What's the difference you want to make? Who do you want to help and why? When you finally discover what you're here to do, it finally becomes crystal clear what business you're meant to build and which passions can help you achieve your mission. Those passions are the rock stars of your business, the thing that you actually set to your clients to make a difference in their lives. Your other passions can either remain creative outlets you explore in your free time, or you can bring them into your business as supporting acts. They can be part of your branding or your marketing, for example. Just think of Marie Forleo, the woman who coined the term multi-passionate entrepreneur. She sells business courses about marketing and copywriting, but she stands out from the crowd by dancing and the rhythm of hip-hop music in her YouTube videos. The passion you think doesn't fit in can be the very thing that sets you apart and draws people to you. This is what I help my clients with. I take them through a proven process that helps them identify the work they're meant to do in this season of their lives and which passions are the rock stars of their business and which are the supporting acts so they can create a thriving business that allows them to get paid to do all the things they love and to have unlimited freedom, creative freedom, financial freedom, location freedom and time freedom in their lives. If you want to know more about how you too can create a thriving business from your passions, plural, I invite you to book a free discovery call with me where we can dig deeper into it and find out what's possible for you too. I'll leave the link in the show notes for everyone who's interested. The final mistake multi passions make is trying to do it all alone. We live in a world of specialists and when that's all you know, when you're told that's the norm and that's how you should be too, it's easy to think there's something wrong with you, that you're flaky, decisive, uncommitted. I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you, that it's never been and never will be. You just wired differently. You wouldn't expect a fish to fly, so why do you expect a multi-passionate to act, to act like a specialist? Makes no sense. This is why it's so important to surround yourself with other multi-passionates who are wired just like you and who own their multifaceted nature. When you hang around people who are like you and are doing the things you dream of doing, it shows you what's possible for you. Because if they're doing it, so can you. Finding the multi-passionate community has been a game changer for me. It helped me understand my behavior and tendencies, why I struggle to finish projects like a specialist, why I always lost interest in every niche business I ever created. Before meeting Adam the Passionates, I thought I was the only one struggling with this. Now I know I was simply a fish trying to fly when I should have learned how to swim along. Does this resonate with you? Hanging out with Adam the Passionates also made me realize that it is possible to create a business from your passions. You don't have to do just one thing. You can pursue multiple projects what your business, do all the things that interest you. You just need to understand how you're wired so you can make the most of the passions and talents you're given. 
if you don't know Adam with a passion in real life, I didn't either, then join Facebook groups, attend a conference, join a coaching program or a mastermind. Thanks to the internet, finding people like you has never been easier. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you made you realize you can do all the things you love, but you don't have to do them all this minute, finish them, turn them all into business or pursue them alone. As always, you find the links to everything we mentioned in the show notes below and over at the website thetreasuresweden.net. If you feel cool to do so, I really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. It really helps the podcast get found by other multi-passionates who need to hear this message too. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you so much and I look forward to talking with you again in the next episode. Bye for now. Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it and my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they would love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe Deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. 
If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today.